before um, I begin to uh, to speak, I'd uh, uh, I'd like to just say thank you. I want to say thank you for the very warm welcome that uh, we've received here in Eindhoven. And uh, people have been so kind in preparing and uh, furnishing the chaplaincy house for our arrival. Mm. And uh, they've filled the cupboards and the fridge with good things. And uh, it felt like uh, an early Sinterklaas. <laughs> and I've also uh, been given generous help to help me get to securely online. And thank you very much for all those who've uh, been blessing us. Um, we, uh, we are here and uh, we're available for pastoral matters as well as for taking services within the general restrictions of uh, keeping everyone safe and looking forward. We're looking forward to getting to know uh, all of you or as many of you as we can. So. Uh, You've prepared the way for me coming here and John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus. And uh, so not, uh, I'm only the local locum pastor, but uh, Jesus came to be the savior of the world. Now we're going to um, uh, look at um, the word of God. So let's uh, turn to prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask that you will open our eyes to see what is beautiful, our minds to know what is true, and our hearts to love what is good. Now, I think that's right. So this uh, Mark tells us that uh, his gospel is about Jesus. It's this good news. He tells us straight away that the, what the gospel is about. It's about Jesus, God's promised rescuer, God's own son. And for John the Baptist, for us, is just a minor figure. It's somebody that uh, we, we have a few sentences about at the beginning of the gospel, um, at the beginning of Jesus' three years of ministry. But for Mark, when he was writing his gospel, before the years uh, 60 AD, John the Baptist was still a significant figure, um, a towering figure in the Jewish world, and a martyr. And uh, Isaiah the prophet, uh, the Old Testament prophet, had promised that when uh, the Lord God would come to rescue his people, he would send somebody before to prepare the way. Could we have the second slide, please? In the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. The Lord our God was not to, did not reveal himself to the Roman emperor, though the Romans were good at building roads and they could prepare for somebody a highway. Getting ready for God's coming wasn't a matter of engineering or military power. The Lord our God didn't ask the Roman, the Jewish high priest uh, to set up a planning group. Getting ready for the coming of God's God in power wasn't going to need a new religious ceremony. The Lord our God didn't ask the radical nationalists to build an army 
to oppose Israel's enemies. Jesus wasn't going to be coming as a king by force or revolution. No, the Lord our God bypassed the secular, the social and religious leaders. And he chose the son of a country priest. He chose and named John the Baptist before his birth. This child was not going to be uh, to do the normal thing and follow his, uh, his father in his father's footsteps as a priest. He was going to be the last Old Testament prophet. And his work was to call the people of Israel to repentance. Because repentance was the way to prepare for the kingdom of God. Go to the next slide, please. John the Baptist, it's very difficult to find a good picture of John the Baptist. If you look at the old children's Bible story books, the picture books, they nearly always have John dressed as a caveman or, as, or like this. But John was much more likely to be dressed uh, like the, the men watching this, in this picture. He wasn't a wild man. He, Mark mentions that John the Baptist wore a camel hair coat and a belt of leather. And these were the ordinary clothes of ordinary people. He was independent of the official Jewish structures, living off the land and self-supporting. His clothes and his food are mentioned not to contrast him to us or to the ordinary people who flocked out to hear his message. It was to contrast him to the Jerusalem priests, the scribes and the Pharisees who lived in fine houses and dressed in robes of silk. They're portrayed in the gospels as greedy and selfish and preoccupied with winning the praise of people and preserving the status quo. But there was a hunger in the land of Israel. There was a hunger. People were wanting to be right with God. And the temple was not satisfying their needs. It was not the place where people felt they could meet with God as it was intended to be. Many people went out to hear John the Baptist. God was at work through him and people came to him from all over to hear his message. John the Baptist was not healing or doing miracles as Jesus did later. He was just giving God's message, a message of warning and an offer of forgiveness. Could I have the next slide, please? John the Baptist did not flatter people. He called them to repentance. He was single-minded in serving God. Israel uh, had not had a true prophet uh, for, um, for 400 years. Sorry. I've realized in my slide, I've put a capital Y and a, and a hyphen. It really means the Lord our God, Yahweh. But I shouldn't have uh, copied my notes into the slide, sorry. The, uh, the John the Baptist inspired people to be loyal to God. And they were loyal to him as well, to John the Baptist himself. If you remember reading in the Acts of the Apostles, 
28 years after the event of John baptizing in the wilderness, uh, St. Paul arrived in Ephesus and he found a group of followers of John the Baptist uh, still meeting and waiting for the Messiah. Paul was able to tell them the good news that the Messiah had already come. And he baptized them in the name of Jesus and prayed for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So John the Baptist prepared the way by warning people to get ready for the coming of the kingdom of God. And to get ready by repenting. John did not preach to stigmatize people. Those who came to him already knew they were sinners. They did not want to be lived separated from God by their sin. So John the Baptist pointed the way to find forgiveness of sins through sincere repentance and baptism. Could I have the next slide, please? John the Baptist didn't flatter other people, but he didn't flatter himself either. He knew his place. He was not the answer to people's needs. He was God's man with God's message. And the message was get ready because God is coming to deliver us. The coming savior is greater than me. The message of John the Baptist and the gospel of Jesus do not flatter us. Both tell us that we're sinners and call us to repent. The beautiful thing is that they do not tell us we're sinners to condemn us, but to show us the way to draw close to God and to live our lives for him. Could I have the next slide, please? John the Baptist played a unique and vital role in God's purpose. He was the last and greatest of the Old Testament prophets, a great example of faithfulness. The Lord our God has his hand upon our lives. We're each called to be faithful to him wherever he has placed us. My place and your place may be less central uh, to the excuse me. <clears throat> Our place is not as foundational as, uh, as God's, uh, as the place that John the Baptist had, but it's equally unique and important to our Heavenly Father. Could we have a final slide, please? This is a prayer you might like to join with me uh, quietly or aloud. It's fine. We thank you for your message of grace and for your love for each one of us. Help us to be faithful as we discern your call on our lives, wherever you have placed us. We ask it that your name may be honored, that your will may be done, and your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.